This is the Straight Dope Podcast. I'm back. It's 2024, and I took a social media break, kind of a cleanse or a fasting, get away from all the perspectives and things that people were doing. In that time, we've been coaching. The cohorts program is strong. If you want to read about that, go to riflecraft.com and see what that's all about. If you're a subscriber, I'm posting one of the weekly meetings now onto the subcast as a podcast for you to listen to. Essentially, small group of shooters, maybe three to five shooters, troubleshooting ideas, talking about what they do and how there might be added benefit of hearing the way other people solve those problems to get perspective and hive mind ideas. I think it's going really well, paying dividends, and it's pretty fun. Today's topic is 100% totally, sorta, maybe. During this cleanse, I was still hit up I was still asked questions and still involved, but off of media. And one thing that kept circulating in my mind that I wanted to talk to you guys about was the idea that information is constantly flowing out and all that information sounds really convincing. And in fact, most of it's not necessarily wrong, but it's really easy to think, well, then that definitely applies to me. That definitely applies to me. I need to do that. I need to do that. The problem is, for many, it stops there and it doesn't go back to thinking through problems logically and trying to solve those problems in a way that actually translates to better performance. Because in the end, if your performance isn't getting better, then what you're learning and what you're doing isn't working. And so we want to be able to go back and say, you know, am I getting the results the way that I want? how I want. And if I charted my progress over time, is that chart chart or slope going up showing improvement? Or is it flat? Because if it's flat, something's not right. And so I'm going to go back to my style, which is data and thinking and not telling you what the right answer is, because I think that in what we do, nobody has the right answer. Somebody definitively and authoritatively tells you, this is the way things work. Let me show you. I tend to just immediately call bullshit, although it's pretty entertaining sometimes. And a lot of times the information is good, but it, but it doesn't really translate to usable stuff that you could use, right? And that's probably why you listen to this podcast instead of other ones. I just want you to start thinking. I want to challenge some of the thought. And of course, I could be wrong. You could be wrong and we could all be wrong. But let's talk about this 100% totally, sort of, maybe. And of course, I'm going to talk about precision and accuracy. I'm going to talk about numbers. But let's look at where we get some of our info that we take for granted. Let's look at how we think about some of this info that we take for granted, specifically kind of two things. And I'm going to start with giving you four chronograph average velocities. I have 2807. 2821, 2782, and 2790. What are those numbers? This is for a 6mm, 105-grain bullet. Those are the velocities. And the BC is 0.268. So you plug that stuff in, and the velocity, or the DA around here is typically 6400, something like that, 6000. So I plug that into my uh, device, and I just crunch some numbers. All of those velocities were the same load from four different chronographs. I went back through my data and looked, and the environmentals were more or less the same. 
the big difference was there are four different chronographs. And I asked some other friends and I looked at stuff, but in the media lately, there's been, you know, the new Garmin is kind of what everybody's talking about. And I've, I've tested Frank's and I think it's freaking cool. I think that idea and that concept is definitely the way to go, having something on your rifle that you have real-time data on. But magneto speeds, lab radars, anti-scans, you know, wh whatever it is, people are getting velocities. And I think that we take those velocities and take them for granted. Now, obviously, temperature and other stuff plays a role in that average velocity. But let's just say that this data that I have is good. And most of this data is good because I used it somehow and I didn't go back and second guess it. If I'm not going to look at the SDs, but I'm going to take two and three because that's the high and the low of that same load. If I use that data and I use one of those chronographs at an event, uh, my 600 dope would be point, or 3.36 and, and uh, for two and for three, it would be 3.48. So essentially 3.4 and 3.5, which is a 10th difference in elevation. And that 10th is probably not really shootable by people. So I don't think that at 600 yards, you could separate out a 10th of vertical from your shooting ability necessarily, but nevertheless, the numbers are there and it's about a 10th difference. Now 800, I've got 5.4 and 5.6. That's two tenths difference. And I do think you could shoot that. And I think that you could measure that. And a thousand, I've, I've got uh, 7.86 and 8.13. So again, about two tenths difference. That two tenths is still measurable. So 800 and a thousand, we've got this two tenths separation of these things, the same load, but two different chronographs. So if I, if I enter the BC of the box and I entered those velocities, I, my dope would be different. And so how would you know, right? You would say, oh gosh, I'm hitting low. Oh gosh, I'm hitting high. Now, you may have heard people say in the past, well, you, you confirm velocity at 600 and you, uh, you know, confirm or tweak BC at distance, let's say a thousand. And I don't think that that's something that a lot of shooters um, would, would, would argue with me with, uh, some, some would say, well, you true BC at 1400 or something like that. But, but I, I, I imagine that you've probably heard, you know, you confirm velocity at a mid distance and you tweak BC at a farther distance, or you just adjust BC. I've heard that argued too, like, oh, through the day it gets warmer. So I'm going to add feet per second and so on and so forth. The thing is you're taking a computer that has inputs that are very specific, right? And I'm, I'm not trying to reinforce this garbage in garbage out because what I'm trying to say in this 100% totally sort of maybe is that we're taking a lot of information for granted and we're plugging it in. And then often because of hearsay or because an expert said something or because a pro said something, uh, you listen to them and you make an adjustment and you make an adjustment to a variable that a computer uses as a static piece of information and we can band-aid those to work, right? If I change the velocity of two, of, of 2821, to match the velocity of my 2782, I, I just have to take off um, some velocity, right? And if I have to, uh, you know, obviously, like, that, that's about 40 feet per second. Oh, it's 39 feet per second. And if so, if I'm shooting, shooting a thousand, I'm trying to match it. And I could take my 2782 and I could add 39 feet per second, and it's going to match uh, my 2821. 
in a DA of 7400 with the environmentals and so on and so forth. But which velocity is right? That's going to be hard to confirm, right? It's going to be hard to know. So what adjustment do you make? Or do you change the BC? Well, I threw that into my calculator and my 2782, I had to add 0.014, right? So I had to change the BC from 0.268 to 0.284 and then it matched. And from the faster one, I had to take off um, to make it 0.253. But again, I'm changing variables to make a Band-Aid work. And the thing is, if it changes the environment, you're changing other inputs in that calculator, and those tweaks might sting you in the end, and it might, and it might not carry over correctly. So what are you going to change to be correct? Right? That's the big question. Now, let's add another layer to that. Let's say you heard, well, through the day, my, my temperature goes up, so so does my velocity. So let's say the temperature goes up and your velocity goes up 20 feet per second. If it goes up 20 feet per second, you're talking about at 1,000 yards, about a point two, uh, or 1,000 yards, about a point three difference for, for these rounds. So if you ch tweak the velocity because of temperature, you're adding a, a 0.3 difference, and that, that could be pretty significant. But if it's not velocity that's the problem, or if it's not BC, what could it be, right? Now, let's say, for instance, I took my 2782, and I changed the BC to 0.284. Now it matches, it's got a higher BC, but let's say that that wasn't the issue. Now, as temperature changes, I'm getting a much bigger swing in elevation because it thinks that that bullet is, much, is flying better. And so all of a sudden, my data is thrown off. Now, do you go back and change the velocity? Because now you've got two numbers that are tweaked that aren't necessarily real. And a problem gets worse and worse and worse because you're tweaking things that worked under one set of conditions but don't in another. Does that make sense? Hopefully that makes sense because... If you would have just adjusted velocity a little bit, you might have had a one-tenth error, and now you've got a three-tenth error at, at 1,000 because you lowered your BC or you raised your BC, and now the increase of velocity caused a big swing because it thinks that the bullet is flying better or has less drag or however you're going to define that. So you want to make sure that you're adjusting the correct thing. One thing that, that I've done, and it could be wrong because I've heard everybody argue about BC being the variable thing, is that um, I think BCs are pretty consistent. I think manufacturers have to maintain a certain tolerance for their BC. So I always put in the box BC and then just go with that. And, and, and I tend to have fewer issues once I started doing that. Now, that might be wrong and people might argue with me, and I'm not saying that it's definitely the way, but I found that by not tweaking the BC, I have fewer big problems and error, but then you've got to make sure that you have the correct velocity. And if you don't test multiple devices, you could have this swing now, some devices are off by 8 feet per second, some 4. In this case, uh, there's a, a 39 foot per second variance, and, but it's across quite a few chronographs, and I looked for the fastest and the slowest of that particular load on purpose, just to say, whatever you have, there could be an issue. So, now what? Right? What do you trust? Well, you shouldn't totally trust anything. 
right? You should have a system of problem solving and knowing how to fix things in a way that as the environment and the location changes, you have fewer diversions from your expected data, right? And, and so that's going to take experimentation, but it's also going to take that open-mindedness of if I change this variable and then other variables change, is it going to cause a bigger swing and a, and a bigger problem? Because I would say that 0.3 variation after a BC change when the temperature goes up, that's inexcusable because 0.3, if you're aiming at the center of a target, you're going to miss that target high or low. And so that's probably unacceptable. And so to me, that justifies it because if I change the velocity, I would have a tenth error, and that tenth is probably not shootable. Now, if I took those velocities and I swapped the BC values, my data goes crazy. If I add and tweak and lower the, the velocities, it changes to, to a smaller extent, but it's, it's still relatively noticeable because a two-tenth difference with the inputted data becomes much larger when that data changes. Um, what else could cause problems if you're shooting at distance, right? Obviously, we talk about fundamentals. I think that positional shift, it's very easy for very good shooters to have a two-tenth positional shift up, down, left, and right. I think that depending on the scenario, you could also have some element of jump. I think that shooter groups aren't quite as good as they think they are, and so positionally that stuff opens up, and I bet you could probably expect a two-tenth to four-tenth shift for a lot of shooters simply because that's where their shooting level is. And so can you diagnose a one-tenth shift if your group is three-tenths already? You know, probably not. Um, there are also significant elements of the equipment, like your bipod pressure, your loading, whether you're shooting a gas gun with a barrel nut that can also add vertical uh, shifts. And if you're tweaking your data based on the results that you saw that had nothing to do with velocity or BC, but rather was the effect of a positional shift, now your data is not going to line up and you're going to be missing targets and you're going to be chasing your tail and stuff. So I just want you thinking about it. I don't have an answer that will work for you because everybody's scenario is going to be different. But if you wanted to have some fun, grab your Kestrel and adjust the BC a little bit to match a higher and lower temperature, adjust your velocity, and then change the environment, change the temperature, and see what kind of a swing you're going to see and whether that's enough to cause kind of um, an unfixable cascade of problems. Because when somebody says, well, as the day goes on, I'm going to add feet per second. Or at distance, you know, tweak your BC to match because that's where you're going to start to see BC issues. I think that anything at distance is going to be exacerbated. So at distance, when you start to see errors, those errors are exacerbated no matter what. And so adjusting those variables, you need to be very careful on. And if you've traveled and shot in a lot of different temperatures, and your data has carried with you without having to make adjustments, it's likely the input sources that you have are correct, or at least they work for you, and you haven't found those scenarios that don't. But if you've traveled anywhere, and all of a sudden your information is not lining up, I think that that is a huge indicator that some of your variables are off, and that they were band-aided at your local range, and it happens to work for those targets, 
but it's not true data that the computer knows the difference of. It's just telling you, do this. And you do this, and then when it changes other variables to match the conditions that you're in, it highlights the fact that those inputs were wrong. So be careful about your velocity and check it with other chronographs. Like your velocity might be off and your BC might be off. I know that there's custom curves and there's data from Dopplers and there's data all over the place. Pick a source, use that number, but understand that, that you know, all of these sources may or may not be true or accurate. And it's worth knowing the effects of changing those variables firsthand by matching it up to yours. Keeping in mind that the shooter has a huge influence on that stuff too. So if you're shooting it on a plate at distance, you're involved and you need to make sure that you can shoot positionally in a way that's consistent enough to do that, right? You can also have parallax issues that can cause huge deviations. And lastly, uh, a rangefinder test, I've got an average of plus or minus 12 yards. Got tons of rangefinders, and the best and the worst on these targets that are consistent are it's about 12 yard different, around a thousand yards. They're consistent with each other, but they're not consistent from one device to the other. Meaning that if I grab rangefinder X and I range it, it's always right 998. And if I range it with another one, it might be 104 or 105. And if I range it with another one, it might be 106. Range it with another one, it might be 995. If you true your data to your rangefinder, you're going to have to range targets with your rangefinder, not somebody else's. And even if it's, I mean, 12 yards doesn't seem like much, but at 1,000 yards, that's another tenth of variance. Now, if you're going to go back to what we've discussed already, and you range it and your buddy ranges it, or they say, okay, that, 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 tar that target's 1,000 yards. It may have been rounded down to 1,000. It might be 1,004, but it also might be off by 12 yards. If you adjust your BC because, oh, I'm hitting high or low a tenth, you're going to change that BC value by 0 0.012 if it's this uh, burger 105, and tweaking that BC by 0 0.012 if the temperature changes you're going to start seeing big differences as the, as the velocity starts to alter through the day or if your velocity is different. Or if you change your velocity by 14 feet per second, you're adjusting a tenth elevation. I think that it's worth knowing and worth carrying the devices that you true on because also you, if you're going to end up ranging a target, you definitely want to true it and range it with the device that you have and line up your data according to that. But again, the device that you've inputted that data into doesn't know the difference. It thinks 12 yards is 12 yards. If 12 yards isn't 12 yards, then those numbers aren't going to line up correctly. And tweaking other variables to match it probably isn't going to fix the Band-Aid in all circumstances. Now, let's say that plus or minus 12 yards right, averages out to six. That six-yard variance that you have, could it matter? I don't know. But in the circumstance that your range was off by six yards and your velocity was off by six feet per second and you change your BC by 0 0.012 and then the temperature goes up and now you've got a three-tenth elevation shift as a result of a bullet whose BC doesn't slow down as fast when the velocity goes up, now you're going to have big problems. And if you try to match your velocity 
to match that velocity and the temperature goes down or the BC changes or the range changes, everything, you're going to be chasing your tail the whole time. And that chasing the tail can be shortened by thinking about all these variables that you put in and how a computer is going to see those inputs. It doesn't know the difference. And so when you're fixing small things, make sure you understand the consequences. And also, what are you depending on? If you're depending on your rangefinder and you've adjusted everything to match your rangefinder, probably still a Band-Aid, but at least you have a constant to take with you. If that changes, I would true it to a new rangefinder, make the adjustments to match that versus starting to make bigger changes because you're taking the constants with you. So is it one thing or another? Well, totally, sorta, and maybe. Think about it. I think that that is going to be important to think about in your future because we all run into issues where we have to troubleshoot. And if we don't have a group and people that have gone through it before, we hit the internet and the internet is full of experts saying, oh, this is what you need to do. Change your velocity. This is what you need to do. Change your zero. This is what you need to do. Just hold higher or lower. I don't know if that's the right answer for you, but it's good to know why you're doing something and it's good to know you're getting closer to a true answer because your issues become smaller and smaller over time. Even though they're never going to go away, issues should get smaller and smaller over time and your shooting should get better and better over time. You should be able to quantify it and you should be able to document it and know how to solve those problems. So I think that's pretty cool. If you like this episode and you want to support the podcast, go to riflecraft.com and become a subscriber. Hit up Mile High Shooting and look for deals there. They, they give Riflecraft subscribers discounts, and they've got lots of cool shooting shit there. If you're interested in air guns or rimfire, hit up Utah Air Guns. They are badass. Air guns are awesome. We'll be talking a lot about them this year, this season. And I'm going to be putting out podcasts. I'm going to record them on Monday, posting them on Tuesday from now on. You know, assuming things don't change. And they're going to go back to this style. So if you like it and you want something different and you don't want to hear people just talking about you know whatever they talk about, but you want to hear things that get you thinking, get you testing, get you experimenting, uh, keep coming back. Hit like, hit subscribe, and share it with your friends. And if you're interested in coaching and you're interested in the cohort program, email chris at riflecraft.com. Hit up Gun Around the Sun on Instagram or Chris Way on Facebook. I'm going to be on those medium less this year, but I will be here on the podcast. I will be available. And if you're a part of the coaching program, obviously you get my cell phone. You call me anytime. My interest and expertise is in coaching high performers and with shooting. I think that that is an area that most of my time is going to be going into. I'll be at matches this year, and I'm excited to talk about that and talk about what I'm doing, especially after having taken a year off. But again, my interests are different than yours. On the other hand, one of my main interests is your performance, right? Your performance speaks for my ability to coach. So I'll be speaking through the people that I coach and their performance and tracking it because I think that they've got a better track record uh, than anything because their progress is going up and it is measurable. And my techniques are a little bit non-traditional, but it's worth it, right? Anything worthwhile is worth investing time, energy, and a little bit of money into. So check it out, riflecraft.com. Hit up the straight dope, share it, like it, subscribe it, and look forward to seeing podcasts now on Tuesdays, recorded Mondays. And if you have any questions, 
hit me up at chris at riflecraft.com. Take care.